0: welcome to the menopause made easy podcast i'm your host tanya willis author of cookie dough in the dark and vibrant living with tanya menopause is like going through puberty again your body is changing your hormones are shifting but instead of being a lost teenager it's the perfect opportunity to reinvent your life and take stock of your emotional mental and physical well-being gain wisdom be empowered and learn the strategic skills and the inner work that can be done simply so that the last half to third of your life is vibrant and amazing subscribe and share this podcast with your gal pals and thank you for joining me hello it's Tanya from Vibrant Living with Tanya menopause made easy and author of cookie dough in the dark and i want to talk about an emotional eating breakdown that i had and i want to reflect on it and show you what i do differently than what i would have done 10 years ago i debated whether to do this podcast episode because it's vulnerable but my promise to you was to keep it real in the good times and bad because i am human and there are so many valuable lessons that you're going to see here so what is reflection The word reflection derives from the Latin word reflexio, which suggests the act of bending back to take a closer look. Reflection helps us create clarity so that we can understand ourselves better and experience a change in perspective. In other words, reflection helps us grow. So once upon a time, I don't know if I would have had the reflection because I would have been too busy berating myself, beating myself up, calling myself names, which are all the same thing, but it would have not been with compassion and love. So I'm going to jump in here and fill you in on my emotional eating blowout and how I navigated it differently than I would have 10 years ago. The reason this is so vulnerable is because I am human and I am still navigating my way through emotional eating and overeating, and I'm not perfect. And I am okay with that. I've, I've come to learn that I am not perfect and that I am human. When we put ourselves out there as professionals, though, some people think that I need to be perfect in order to be teaching what I'm teaching. And sometimes I think I'm supposed to be perfect and have everything sorted out, but that's not the case. It's the imperfection and our vulnerability that gives us strength and shows us that struggles are real and that we all have them. The key takeaway is that I have improved tremendously over the last 10 to 15 years when I traded in dieting, willpower, deprivation, restriction, and lots of negative self-talk and I have developed these new tools in my toolbox to live out my menopausal journey with ease. And if you need a recap on what the menopausal journey is, you can listen to episode two to discover which um, phase you are in. I have done so much personal development and thought work around overeating and emotional eating, and I know so much about nutrition and exercise. I know exactly what to do to lose weight, maintain my weight, get rid of belly fat, stay healthy. And yet, there are times where I do a deep dive in the wrong direction. And once upon a time, like I said earlier, I would have berated myself and I would have felt a heavy amount of guilt and shame. And I might have gone into a spiral that lasted a long time. That was the old Tanya, but now I have more tools in my toolbox And here is what happened and how I navigated through this. It was December 21st, 2022. And I was invited to be a guest speaker for a winter solstice event. And it was the first time in years that I've been out in the public due to, well, you know what? And I thoroughly enjoyed myself, but I didn't realize some hidden anxiety that I was feeling and some choices I had made earlier that day that would lead to the eating spiral. I wrote this out the very next day and I recorded it for you. So I'm recording this in December. You're now listening to this at the end of January because I really wanted to be still in the moment with my emotions. And upon reflection, here are some things that I realized And how the downward spiral began. Lesson learned number one. I did not eat enough protein during the day. And it started with lunch. And I know how important it is to balance my blood sugars to help with cravings. And I did not get enough protein at lunch. It was also Christmas time, and I had some sugary treats, which is fine because they make up part of my diet. And then I took my dogs for a walk, which is a great habit that I have developed, is where I typically have lunch, and then I go for a walk to help, you know, balance out my blood sugars and get that energy off my body, okay? So lesson learned number one is I did not have enough protein at lunch, and I had sugary treats, and therefore... My blood sugars were a little off balance. Lesson number two is I didn't prepare. I came home after my dog walk and got myself ready to go to this event. And I didn't pack any food because I wasn't feeling hungry. So that's mistake number two. Actually, I did throw an apple and some water in my bag. And when I was driving to Lindsay, I... took a bite of the apple and it wasn't crispy. And I love crispy apples. Like it has to be crispy. So I didn't really, uh, I, I took like four bites and then I just put it to the side. And then I was at the grocery store because I was getting some errands in before the event and I bought some blueberries and I ate the whole packet of blueberries, no big deal, but I was still missing protein. So I made a healthier choice rather than grabbing some cookies or some baked goods or a chocolate bar and had these beautiful blueberries with the fiber, but didn't get protein. And if you remember from episode number three, I talk about what I know I want to be doing, but I'm not doing. And that is eating more protein with my meals and snacks instead of just carbohydrates. And it's because protein really helps to balance our blood sugars and keeps us feeling full. So, therefore, I lacked my protein at lunch, at my snack. I didn't prepare for dinner. I didn't prepare for an on the road meal because I really didn't feel hungry at the time. But I knew better. I knew better not to throw some chicken and some carrot sticks and water in my car. Okay? So, I failed to do that. I also did not feel grounded. And this was really important because this is a busy time of year and we can also get busy in different times of our life. And I really realized how important routine is for me and how important it is to be grounded. And I had been racing around. I haven't been using my uh, foam rollers and my blocks as much as possible. So I felt a little scattered. So lesson number three, was that because I didn't use other grounding methods like, you know, tapping or my breath or laying on my roller, I used food to ground me and food is very grounding. Okay. And so I chose food to soothe some anxiety that was coming up for me. And the anxiety, again, I'm reflecting uh, was that during okay so some of the anxiety during the day was um, you know feeling rushed, there was long lineups at the store um, and I just felt like I didn't have any time to breathe. okay that was one reason. And then when I was doing the winter solstice event, we were talking about letting go of things that no longer served us in 2022 so that we can make room for things in 2023. And I guess that stirred up some stuff that i didn't really know how to deal with in the moment and i also had a little bit of social anxiety which i've talked about before just being in front of a group and all of this i just didn't have the time by myself to really process it so as i mentioned food helps to ground us so there were some healthy snacks available there were some nuts which were super yummy some fruit and yogurt. And again, not disgustingly unhealthy food. But I noticed I was eating it really quickly. And for me, that is a sign that I'm eating more for anxiety and mental hunger than I was for physical hunger. And I was using that food to try and calm me. So what I know about myself is that for me to get the most satisfaction and the feeling of fullness out of meals is when I sit down and eat food on my plate. And I've really been working on slowly, um, like taking a longer time to eat my meals and chew my food. And I'll talk about that in a podcast. It is such an empowering tool in so many ways, but I was I was eating quickly. So I I noticed and upon reflection, I really need to sit down and eat my meals. And when I'm grabbing this and grabbing that and eating on the run, it adds to my feeling of unease. It adds to me feeling um, anxious and not settled. Okay, so I used food to ground me in this moment. And that was lesson number three. And lesson number four was what I just said. How I enjoy my meals best is when I'm at the table. I'm eating a full meal instead of just nibbling. Because when I nibble, I, oh my gosh, I just, it, it can go on for a long time. I just don't feel satisfied and I tend to overeat. So four lessons so far. Protein. Uh, I didn't prepare, I used food to ground me, and I know how best to enjoy my meals, and I did not do that that day. Okay, so I'm still eating healthy food, but it's extra food, and if you go back to episode number eight, sugar versus fat burner, I was putting too much gas in my tank, too much fuel in my body that needed to be used immediately and was not using my fat stores. Okay, so I know all this stuff. <laughs> now, here is where I took another side word slide. After the event, there was a birthday party and I can feel the anxiety inside of me because what I knew I should have done was go home. I knew I should have gone home. But what I did is I went to the party and it was a potluck and I just went into an unconscious food eating frenzy. And I had some chicken, some salads, some meats, and cheese, and crackers. And I had a, like a bite of an egg roll and some things I wouldn't normally eat because uh, I just was like a deer in the headlights, just going, Oh my God, I'm going to eat everything here. And then I had some brownies. And then I was like, Tanya, enough, 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 enough. So I stopped. Whereas once upon a time, I, I might've just kept going. Okay. So I'm going to give myself some credit there. I stopped, I had some water and I really wasn't interested in drinking. So that was a good thing. Cause I had to drive home anyway. Uh, and food is really what placates, um, like soothes me. It's not alcohol as much. It's really food. So that is my, my drug. All right. So lesson number five was this really hit home again, how strong the automatic survival habits are within me, how deeply ingrained I am or the, the habit that I have that when I consciously don't think about it, I, um, went into that eating frenzy. I realized there was eating in a frenzy, but it was just a blur and that unconscious state. I was in that unconscious state and Part of me knew what I was doing, but I chose not to pull myself out of it. I chose not to use any of my skills because, as I've mentioned before, we get into this fight and flight stage. We don't think, and I was definitely in that state of just going for it. I went to what was automatic to me, and that was to start eating, and I was eating quickly, which is another sign that something was going on besides physical hunger. There was mental hunger going on as well. All right, so that was lesson number five. A lot of us, including myself, have very automatic habits, and I have been way more conscious of them, but I had a slip up. All right. Lesson number six was I listened to my inner voice. My heart was talking instead of my head. So I'm going to tell you what happened here. I was drinking my water and I was having a conversation and somebody was leaving the party and my car was blocking them in the driveway. Okay. And it was a cold night. And so I went outside, I moved my car and I stopped for a moment and took a breath and I said, I need to go home. I couldn't take the noise at the party anymore. And my inner voice was saying, go home, cuddle with your dogs, unpack the groceries and the stuff that I had taken to the event, event, ease yourself into bed and unwind. So I actually listened to my inner voice. I sat there for a couple of minutes and I thought, you know, it's, it's, I I should go back into that party. And I was like, Tanya, go home, go home. Listen, listen to your heart is telling you that you need to go and have some space. So I did, I went home and I cuddled with my dogs, which is so soothing to me. And I just felt my whole body unwinding. Okay, now, you know, I'm not exactly happy with myself for this eating frenzy, And, you know, during these holidays, I was a little more unsettled than I usually have been in the past. So I had a few eating episodes where I was not grounded, where I felt out of place. But I realized this and I realized that I like routine. And when my routine gets thrown off, I need to work on a different strategy in times that I'm not in my routine. (sighs) All right, so I did not berate myself though. I'm like, I reflected on all these things. I offered myself some kindness and compassion instead of beating myself up and calling myself names because I knew this was not about the food. I knew when upon reflection, some of the issues that I had And I knew that I was reacting to my stress and anxiety. And that is the issue that I need to explore and get curious about not searching for another diet or add diet to fix me. I don't go on diets. Okay. So I was reflecting on what were the triggers that set off the overeating? What changes can I make that will support me when I overeat? And when I overeat, how can I show myself compassion? And I honestly feel that, like I said before, I think there's a lot to learn about nutrition. I honestly feel that, you know, through this podcast, I'm going to educate you about, you know, how much protein you should have in your day, healthy fats versus unhealthy fats, simple versus Complex carbohydrates, what your plate should look like over the age of 40, and as you get older, how to tweak it. So, but I think as a general idea, we pretty much know that we should be eating way more fruits and vegetables. And with the emphasis being on green leafy vegetables, we need to strive for eight plus servings a day. And we need those healthy proteins, and we know we shouldn't be eating after dinner. So, We know that having a rigid diet is not giving us uh, all of the tools that we need, right? So the lessons that I learned here had not a lot to do with the food, except for maybe the lack of protein, but more just, um, you know, the reflection that I used, understanding how I used food that day and what the issues were. So, I hope that you can see in this some ideas that you can reflect on. And reflection doesn't simply involve just thinking about what happened. Instead, it's a process of understanding our role in the experience and involves considering our thoughts and emotions during and about the experience, as well as the memory it evokes. You know, I've worked with many clients who, upon reflection, They were eating chips and Coke because that is a very strong memory they had with their dad, and that made them feel comforted. And so there there is a lot of mental work to unwind some of our food choices. And reflection inherently involves some self-evaluation. And as you explore what you did, what you did poorly, what you could have done differently in the future right? And what you did correctly, like focus on some of the things that you did really great as well. And as such, reflection is critical to goal setting, personal growth, and life satisfaction. And it's an important activity, as you said about planning for the year ahead. And really just focusing on what you want. And I know that I don't like these eating frenzies. I don't like unconscious, mindless eating because I really want my next, you know, 40 years to be vibrant. And I want to be energetic and healthy and not be on any, prescription drugs and not have my clothes feel tight and so when I do something that's not in alignment with where I'm heading instead of beating myself up it's a perfect opportunity to reflect on what happened dig a little deeper and come up with some you know a a plan to move forward so I hope that has helped you And this is some of the things that we talk about in our weekly coaching calls. How do we navigate when we go on a trip? How do we navigate when it's a holiday? How do we navigate when you're trying to stop nighttime eating, but your husband is still eating and drinking beside you? How do you navigate those to process the feelings and be able to move forward so that you can get the goals that you want? So there we go, everybody. That was a a vulnerable episode. And I hope that you can take away some points from that. And I will see you next week. And if you would like to connect more with me, please reach out. Ask me about our coaching program where we unwind, you know, the nutrition, the movement, the mindset, and get some, you know, awesome new tools in your toolbox so that you can go forth in these years ahead feeling exactly how you want to feel all right everybody please share this episode with your friends and family who women over 40 who would like to spend the second half of their life kicking up their heels and feeling great all right bye